Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business to the next level as a confident leader. Today, I am excited to have Chloe Porter on as my guest. And let me tell you about Chloe. She is the CEO and founder of the Synthesis of Wellness. She is a fashion and fitness model, engineer, and biohacker. As a model and engineer, she can offer unique perspective when it comes to health and wellness. As a biohacker and through the 75 gut healing tactics featured in her latest release, she was able to optimize her digestion, balance her gut microbiome, lower GI inflammation, develop toned abs, and improve her overall health following her battle with mold toxicity, Lyme disease, and a brain tumor. Through her work, she aims to inspire you to seek a state of optimal health and wellness, however that looks for your unique biology. Lastly, she seeks joy and gratitude in all things, and she is so very grateful that you are here. Then our theme for today is appropriately why your gut isn't healing. Please welcome Chloe Porter. Well, Chloe, there's a lot packed in that little su- subject there. Before we get into all the, the deep questions, we always ask you a simple question. Where do you live? I am in Orlando, Florida. Oh, you are in the happiest place <laughs> on this side of the U.S. <laughs> I can't say yep. on Earth. We can't say on Earth anymore because we have Disney, lots of places. All right. So um, I gave a bit of insight about what your story is, but it's really unique. I mean, most people don't think engineer and model kind of go together. (laughs) Most people haven't experienced the agony of Lyme disease or having um, your, your body just being ravaged. So explain to what, um, explain to our audience what your story is for a few moments. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back several years now, you know, I had kind of a myriad of symptoms that I had no idea, uh, what was going on. And, and, you know, I, I could sit here and explain all the symptoms. I was dizzy, headache, felt like I had the flu every day. Um, nauseous. Um, I, I passed out probably once a week and, you know, my blood sugar was fine, eating fine as much as I could eat, uh, considering I was so nauseous all the time. 
But, you know, it wasn't really until I passed out home alone in my apartment and I had to be driven to the emergency room that I realized, you know, the only one who's truly going to help me out here is me. You know, Mm -hmm. I was seeing all these different doctors getting all these kind of one-off diagnoses that really weren't explaining the underlying root issue. Um, And so, you know, fast forward, one doctor wanted a brain MRI and uh, I went through with that and we found a little tumor Um, and kind of funny and coincidentally, and I, I write this in the book, it didn't, that tumor wasn't harming me. Um, we got it out and spent a lot of money on a pretty emergency surgery from what we were told. Um, and my symptoms never improved. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my hormones and, and one of the reasons they wanted that out so fast is because they thought that that was affecting my hormones. Um, but my hormones never changed. They Mm. stayed extremely high, um, for several months afterwards. And so, you know, I was back to the drawing board. And me being an engineer, me being, um, I I was even a a former laboratory scientist. So I did a lot of like research and and scientific literature, deep dives. And so with all of that, I, it was kind of second nature to just start researching, just start helping myself. And I started just compiling everything that started helping me um, through this journey. And but but I guess I got ahead of myself a little bit because the first thing I found out after that research was this is a biotoxin illness. Like I have some kind of biotoxin illness right. going. And that turned out to be the Lyme disease and the mold. And because we got extensive blood testing based off of the tests required for a biotoxin illness. And so, you know, fast forward, getting these diagnoses, finally feeling like I had a grip on what was going on, but now we had to go through the protocol, you know, now we Mm. had the hard work. Um, And so going through that protocol is when I continue my research, especially on gut health and really just compiled everything I found and broke it down into 75 gut healing strategies and biohacks. So that's kind of the motivation in a nutshell for, Mm. for the book. But it has been a journey, and I'm just uh, really glad to be where I'm at now. So I know um, people that have Lyme's disease and um, are suffering through it. How how much was that tied to what you found um, as you fixed your gut, if you will? Yeah, yeah, that's actually a great question because... I think people don't, if you don't have Lyme disease or you don't have like a biotoxin illness, you don't immediately think gut health. Um, But if you have it, you know it. (laughs) Um, Because what these biotoxin illnesses do, you know, it could be mold, it could be Lyme, Epstein-Barr virus, a bunch of these different um, biotoxins. What they do is they inflame the brain. The whole body is chronically inflamed and then the brain undergoes a ton of neuroinflammation. And what happens as a result is you get low levels of a really important hormone called alpha melanocyte stimulating hormone. Now, when that hormone is decreased to such an extent that it is in Lyme disease or just uh, these biotoxin illnesses in general, 
then the tight junctions, which are kind of the protein molecules that keep your gut intact, if you will, or keep your gut from being overly permeable, mm -hmm. the tight junctions are not functioning correctly because that hormone helps to regulate those tight junctions. Yeah. And so you know, going from step one to step two, step three, you've got neuroinflammation, low levels of this hormone. So impaired tight junctions, leaky gut. And now when you have leaky gut, you're pretty much chronically inflamed in your mm -hmm. gastrointestinal area. Right. So it just sets you up for all of these different um, gut infections, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I don't know if you've heard of SIBO um, or these fungal overgrowths or candida, mm. um, just a myriad of different gut infections and inflammation. And this often shows up just as simply as, you know, being chronically bloated. That could be mm. SIBO or um, maybe you're just not reacting to, or maybe you're reacting to fermented foods, which, you know, those are supposedly good for our gut. But if you have Lyme disease, not so maybe much. not, right? Because they can be high in histamine and that can that can cause some triggers. So there are so many different caveats um, to this situation and why the gut is really so important in a biotoxin illness. But yeah, I, I'm really glad you asked that. And and really to kind of go a step further, how many doctors say your primary care, how many primary care doctors would even think if you, you complained of being bloated would even think about that? Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, you know, I, I certainly can't speak for all the doctors because there are some great ones who, you know, dive super deep. Um, and, and I've worked with some of them and appreciate their work greatly, but Unfortunately, so much of this is not mainstream yet. And so I would say the majority of doctors are just going to say, well, bloating's normal. Bloating yeah. is not normal. Gas yeah. after meals is not normal. Mm -hmm. um, so many of these things have just been normalized in, in today's society. And unfortunately, that's, that's un that is unfortunate. That's just yeah. not the way it should be. Wow. So... You know, I, I know I have a allergy to mold as well. And so what are some steps that you can take to determine if you have mold issues in your home besides, you know, the physically seeing them, but it's doing things like cleaning your ventilation and things like that. What, what did you do to kind of cut that off your list? Yeah, that's that's the toughest part of the protocol, honestly, because most practitioners recommend if you're following like the standard um, Richie Shoemaker protocol, he was the one who kind of developed this mold healing protocol. If you're following that, step one is getting out of the dirty environment. And that's that's so hard for a lot of individuals because you're not talking about just spending some money on your health. You're talking about getting a whole new house sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so in my case, I was very fortunate to um, have been actually moving at the right before I even got diagnosed. I was uh, moving out of my old moldy apartment and, you know, it wasn't my mold. It was <laughs> underneath in the HVAC system. 
And, um, and I, I was lucky enough to have that kind of coincide with the time I got diagnosed. So I was like, okay, great. Step one is done. But for those individuals who are really just stuck, you know, it's difficult. And I do have some, some kind of quick recommendations, which would just be number one. Um, I would not ever really want anyone to clean it themselves. That can, that can spark a lot of issues. Always get professionals. Um, Mm -hmm. There are professional mold cleaners out there and, um, and even just people that will come in and kind of renovate the area. And then air testing, you know, a simple ERMI test can, mm-hmm. can really not only maybe say, Hey, yeah, you have mold, but maybe it yeah. can also be a peace of mind and say, you don't, you don't have. Yeah. So that's always great too. And then, you know, worst comes to worst, you're kind of stuck in your environment, maybe monetary reasons, whatever it might be a little air purifier, kind of create a sanctuary in your house somewhere where you can kind of stack the air purifiers, um, really use some different products to keep moisture down, um, salt therapy, different things like that. Just combine a bunch of modalities. Of course, talk with your doctors and different professionals to really just get a game plan of how yeah. you're going to attack it. Absolutely. So how do you figure out that you had Lyme disease and mold toxicity? Did you, what tests did you do for the Lyme disease? Um, Did you first say, I think this is what I might have because of your knowledge, or did your doctors say, maybe let's just test this? Yeah. Um, I wish I could say that my doctors just knew what it was right away and and got me, got me the tests I needed. But honestly, I had to ask for blood tests. Um, I, it took so long to get the diagnosis and I had to do my research just based on symptoms. I mean, the dizziness, the low blood pressure was the first symptom that steered me in the right direction. Um, because my blood pressure was chronically low for like three years, like Mm -hmm. I said, to the point where I was passing out all the time. And that symptom was just so odd to me because I was eating gobs of salt. You know, I had been diagnosed with POTS, which is just a collection of symptoms associated with mold illness, really. Yeah. Um, And so I, I was loading up the salt, loading up the fluids, doing everything I was supposed to do, but nothing was helping. And so that was my first indicator was this low blood pressure. I I just kept looking up because I knew that was such an odd symptom. And then Mm. I was so thirsty all the time. Like I couldn't keep water in. Wow. And, um, and you know, that makes sense considering low blood pressure, Mm -hmm. I was just getting, excreting all the water out. Um, and so those symptoms coupled together with, my vision was starting to get off. I, I was starting to almost lose my vision according to some of my tests that I was doing. Like I went to an eye doctor um, and they're like, what is going on? Like, you know, I've never needed glasses or anything. Um, and so the biggest thing I guess is if there are symptoms in different body organ systems, like you're having digestive issues and you're having neurological issues and you're having um, like 
hypoxia or low oxygen levels, poor circulation. That, that almost always correlates to some type of biotoxin illness. When it's that multi-systemic, when you have so many different systems that are being affected yeah. at once, there's usually a toxin behind that. Um, typically, you know, a biotoxin um, like mold or lime. And so when I started realizing that, and granted, it took years to really understand that and find that because it's not mainstream, like I said, but when I did, I, I went to a doctor, I not even a regular doctor, because I had just moved to cities at the time. And I said, you know, this is what I've been dealing with for three plus years, not mm -hmm. had a diagnosis. No. And then I said, but I would really like to get this blood work. And I was lucky because a lot of doctors might laugh that Wouldn't off. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that is somewhat unfortunate too, but I was lucky and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And it all came back showing I had it. And, and some of the blood tests just for reference. So we'll do like complement proteins, C4A and C3A. Those are um, raised in inflammatory situations. So C4A for me, mine was 10 times the upper limit. Wow. And and most people think they're like, well, if I'm testing inflammation, I'm going to look at CRP. That won't be raised uh, most often. Sometimes, you know, there are different cases, right. but mm -hmm. most often that's not going to be raised for a lot of people with biotoxin illness. And so you have to look at some of these other specialized blood markers to actually uncover what's going on. Um, but yeah, it, it really just started with me kind of requesting certain tests be done and then we saw it and he was like yeah yep <laughs> right got it and then what did you start to do to address it in, to heal if you will yeah so you know a lot of people would approach Lyme disease with antibiotics but that is also if you catch it within an appropriate time period, you know, right. mine's gone on for several years. So I did not, obviously I did not go down that route, but also when you have Lyme and mold, it's a lot of doctors. Now I'm not going to umbrella this term or whatever, but a lot of doctors like to address the mold first, mm. because when you get that kind of body burden off, your immune system is more capable of just taking over and getting rid of any extra Lyme or anything like that going on. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like the Lyme was secondary, even though that's what I got first. <laughs> yeah. But we had to address the mold first. And that was just going through Richie Shoemaker's uh, protocol, which, mm -hmm. you know, you, you get out of the exposure of the mold, which I had done. I had moved out of my apartment and then you get on uh, a binder, which is often cholestyramine. And, and by a binder, what that does is that binds to different toxins to excrete um. them out of the body. So I got on this binder. And um, then after that, you're measuring your blood levels. You're keeping track of all of that. Then you're addressing uh, a staph infection in the nasal passages called Marcon's. Mm. That's 
often um, it kind of develops if you get any biotoxin illness. And wow. so you have to use these antimicrobial nasal sprays to get rid of that over time. Um, and then there are some different dietary tactics you can use as well, like a low mold diet, uh, you know, cutting out some peanuts or different things higher in mold. And a low amylose diet is also recommended for those suffering from mold illness because- and amylose, what is that? Yeah, yeah. So amylose is a starch um, that will actually raise an enzyme called MMP9. Mm -hmm. And that enzyme is inflammatory. So, oh, okay. and, and that's not in all individuals, but that is primarily in mold, mold individuals, um, because that enzyme is already typically mm. increased. So, you know, it's not, we don't want to avoid starch in general, because that's good for our microbiome. But for individuals with this biotoxin illness, we already have high levels of MMP9. So mm. we do want to watch that. Um, you know, and then supplements, there were tons of, tons of different supplements I used aside from the cholestyramine medication. Um, I used a lot of fish oil, omega-3s. Mm -hmm. Those are absolutely great. Uh, and tons of different anti-inflammatories, really just curcumin, um, boswellia, a bunch of good supplements out there just to help get your body to yeah. where it's starting to signal better. Cause you got to get that inflammation down for mm -hmm. the signals to start working again. So that's kind of a jumble of everything I did, but yeah. Is this all outlined in your book or your uh, 75 gut healing strategies? Yeah, I have most of my journey in like the preface, the beginning of the book. And then we just go into gut health um, right Perfect. after that. Perfect. So, and, and my goal was really, because, you know, Dr. Richie Shoemaker, he's the mastermind behind this mold protocol. And, you know, I, I absolutely love it and am grateful that he developed that protocol. Yeah. But, you know, my goal was more to say, after these illnesses, the gut is pretty much in shambles. And there's not much in the protocol for addressing the wow. gut after it. So mm -hmm. that was kind of my goal of like bridging the gap there and, and saying, hey, here's all the different strategies that you can look into and, and use as a resource. Awesome. So whenever you started to focus on your gut, I always ask this question when I talk about wellness, because I want to set expectations. And sometimes people think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do these things and in days, weeks, I'll feel better. How in re in reality, um, how long was the process for you to get to where your gut was really where it should be? Yeah, yeah. I I can even relate to what you're saying because it seems like when you start a protocol, it's like the doctor says, "Well, in reality, it's going to take 12 months for you to get back to being normal, Chloe." And it's like, really, <laughs> <laughs> but. When it comes to the gut, the your gut lining cells, they're turning over really rapidly, mm -hmm. uh, like really rapidly. And so you can, your diet within a week can impact the way your gut is functioning. Yeah. So what I always think is, you know, maybe in the absence of 
an underlying biotoxin illness. Maybe you just have some little gut infection and you don't, you're not actually battling like mold or Lyme or anything bigger than mm-hmm. that. Um, you can, you can do a lot of healing within just one week, within a month. Um, it depends of course on what you have. Now, maybe we can take SIBO as an example. A lot of people will go on what's called the elemental diet for SIBO. And what that is, and and I'll back up, SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So you have an overgrowth of bacteria Mm -hmm. in the small intestines. Mm -hmm. And that leads to so much bloating, um, gas, distension, discomfort, Um, you feel like you eat one bite of something and you're full Mm. and yeah. So tons of really just uncomfortable symptoms, sometimes even weight gain, weight loss, diarrhea, constipation, um, and studies have correlated. Most IBS goes back to something like SIBO. Wow. So with that said, if somebody wanted to get rid of their SIBO and they were like, you know, wanting to streamline things. A lot of practitioners will say, okay, go on the elemental diet, which what that is, is very broken down nutrients, basically. Um, Some actually have an elemental diet powder, which is these broken down uh, protein, fats, you know, amino acids, sometimes Mm -hmm. just glucose. It's very just broken down. Other people will do kind of a different version of an elemental diet where they'll do like an olive oil with amino acids. And, you know, it's not meant to taste good. It's just very easy for your body to get what it needs to get without Mm. letting those gut bugs feed off of it. Uh. Yeah. So, and, and with that, some people are completely clear in like 14 days. In Mm. fact, I think, I think if I'm remembering correctly, um, it's only recommended um, by certain practitioners that you go on that diet for only 14 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, you know, you're weaning off with easy to digest like broth and um, calorie dense, but easy to digest foods. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess it really depends on who you're working with, what kind of, what doctor you're working with and how fast they think is appropriate for you to try and heal you know some Mm -hmm. people need to take things slower some people need to take things faster it really just depends on the state of their gut right I know I do um a pre and probiotic that really was helpful for my gut health um but I think what you're saying about the diet is really important and did you or do you work with a nutritionist or are um you know, maybe you have the knowledge that you don't need that, but would you recommend that for someone that just doesn't have a clue as to what they should do? Yeah. If you, if you have any gut issues, I would say go straight to, you know, a doctor too, um, because a nutritionist is going to give you all these great diet recommendations, but a doctor is going to help you treat the underlying infection if there Uh, is one. So that's good. Yeah, definitely go straight to your doctor. Um, you know, I found a lot of, a lot of help and luck working with 
um, a naturopathic doctor too. He was, luckily he was licensed as an MD and an ND. So <laughs> went to school for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go to a doctor. And if they're like, yeah, uh, work with a, a little dietitian, nutritionist, just for some extra support, so be it. it it's only mm -hmm. helpful. Perfect. Well, it is time for us to do rapid fire. I could probably talk to you for another hour. We'll have to have you come back and talk some more, but um, what advice would you give someone who is struggling and um, they can't figure out why? Should they go to their their the primary care or do you think you should they should um, look to have someone that's a specialist in gastro and entomology or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think of course always work with um, medical professionals, but go, yeah, that's difficult. I mean, I would, I would go to whoever you can see first and whoever's willing to listen to you. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's huge as well is just hearing the patient's perspective so that the issue can get treated because you can go to mm -hmm. the doctor and, and they won't listen and yeah. what hope is that going to be so yeah always work with a medical professional but go where where you can be heard and go where you can be heard first <laughs> yeah for sure good advice all right it's time now for me to share my screen so that you can get chloe's information be able to contact her find out how to get the book and um so if you are just listening as always i will read the website for you, but if you can go grab a pencil and paper right now, that would be a smart thing to do. All this information though will be on my website, the findyourleadershipconfidence.com, as well as my YouTube channel in the show notes. All right. The website is https forward slash forward slash or colon forward slash forward slash www.synthesisofwellness. That's S Y N T-H-E-S-I-S-O-F-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com, synthesisofwellness.com. She is on Instagram at synthesisofwellness. And on TikTok, you can find her at, at Chloe underscore C underscore Porter. Again, Instagram is Synthesis of Wellness, and she has a lot of things out there on that. And I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, Chloe, to talk about what they can find when they go to your website. Yeah. So on my website, I've got, I've got a pretty extensive blog that goes in depth with a bunch of different wellness things or uh, different health topics, cool stuff, really just anything I'm interested in. And it kind of correlates to my podcast. Um, I I have a podcast available on Spotify, Apple, wherever podcasts are found. And my blog posts go along with, with my episodes. And then also on my website, I've got, you know, some shop pages where you can see all the different wellness essentials I use, um, different products or companies I work with that have some great supplements, uh, all that good stuff. And then I also have my book on there. So you can definitely go check that out. And yeah, the book comes out September 15th. So I hope it's a great resource for everybody. That's awesome. And 
it is again 75 gut healing strategies and biohacks is it available going to be available on amazon as well as your website or just your website Yep. It's my website, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere right. you can books. <laughs> so this will, this will be launching after this episode will be available after that September 15th, but we'll try to get it as close to that as possible, but uh, definitely uh, check that out so that you can get the information that you need. All right. So thank you so much for sharing your story and so much knowledge, insight, great information for the audience. And, uh, you know, I, I know that um, mold can be an issue. Uh, my daughter, her sophomore year of, of college had a situation where it was not a clean area that she was living in and it caused her to have asthma induced allergy um, and or allergy-induced asthma, sorry. And she went down to um, 93 pounds at five, six and a half, five, seven at that time. So it's yeah. nothing to fool around with. And uh, if you don't feel well and you're not sure what the symptoms are, again, reach out to Chloe, get her book, uh, check out her website with those blogs. I'm sure they'll help to inform and educate you. Um, and as she said, reach out for medical care to to really take action. So Chloe, thank you so much. And as I always remind everyone, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nuttling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.